New Warriors, come out to play! Come out to play, a New Warriors podcast is streamed live in front of an internet audience. You can join in on the live stream and chat every second Tuesday of the month on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search for and follow Longbox Crusade. to play i forgot the bottles again <laughs> it's okay Clink. you're gonna look you got 73 <laughs> more, more shots more things. shows to get the <laughs> bottles and we will get that part right everybody hello 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 welcome to the show we call it come out to play it's a new warriors podcast i am delvin some call me the dark web and in case you're new to the show welcome Come play with us as we talk about Marvel Comics, the new warriors. And let me introduce to you my warrior in arms, my compadre. The Nova to my Night Thrasher, he is Jared Albrecht, a.k.a. Death Bro. I'll do it. He's busy. I'm looking, I was looking for my bucket helmet, but I don't... I had 73 more chances at a bucket helmet. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me back. Uh I guess. I mean, I guess if I didn't come back, you'd be by yourself talking to the internet, you know, so. Yeah, and I'd have to amend it. It'd be Warrior. <laughs> come come play by myself. <laughs> Solitary bottle doesn't make a noise. <laughs> I have to clink it against like. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm, I'm happy to be here, you know, with as many shows as we do in the Longbox Crusade Network, many of which involve you and I. There's not like a specific you and I show, you know, I do. Action film face off with Jason, and I do GI yep. Joe with Pat, and so it's nice yep. to do this with you. I, I like it. Yes, that makes you. I, you're the only one that travels around between all uh, three of us or four of us like that. That makes you a very true Longbox Crusade Renaissance man. I, I didn't think of that, but I will now uh, milk that for all it's worth. You should. You know, I just gave you some ammo to work with. There. Hashtag truest crusader. <laughs> <laughs> and with that truest crusader. Uh, we, we have a bit. I don't know if we did it for issue one, but we meant to because it was in the script that, you know, we weren't on the same page as. But <laughs> I'm looking at it. <laughs> that, that, that bit is you're supposed to be keeping me on the up and up. Right. And right. Like, so you can ask me any question that you want to. And no, it does not have to be Warriors related because we're warming up. We're going to talk about Warriors later. So, OK, well, the question I brought. First of all, what up, Auburn Elvis? Hello, Chola. I see you guys in the chat. Uh, welcome. The, the question I brought this week is actually New Warriors related. So people in the chat, feel free to put your two cents in on this. Because I, I did see that in the script. I was like, oh, I don't remember us doing that last time. And maybe I forgot. But And I wasn't sure whether I should bring a New Warriors related question or just yes. a general question. So yes. I went New Warriors. Okay. New Warriors. Okay. Of the New Warriors, I would like to know your two favorite costume designs Ooh. as we know them now i know there's some roster changes and costume changes to come but as okay. we know them now right now right now right now okay i would definitely have to say night thrasher because at the time it was a relatively new one and as you're going to find out in the next few issues they definitely explore about his costume and that it was kind of meant to be a unique thing and their gadgets and stuff everywhere. And so mm -hmm. we got to figure out, you know, how exactly Dwayne are going to use them. So I'll go with Night Thrasher. And I like the simplicity of Marvel Boys. I like the blue and white. It works really well for him. And it's really simple. Um, I'm not the craziest about the cowl because I don't really think that he needs it on the costume, like the cowl with the cape. And, you know, even, but it makes a pretty good dynamic for the telekinetic who flies. Mm -hmm. But Ultimately, I like um, I like those two the best right now. 
All right. If you're uh, watching right now and you want to hop in the chat and tell us which New Warriors character uh, costume design you like best, we'll be happy to put that up uh, if you get a chance to do that. And remember the caveat that Jared gave. We're talking right now. So this is episode, this is issue two that we're mm-hmm. talking about. So the present New Warriors costumes, not of all time, not you know of any of the New Warriors who may have come in the future or in other um, volumes, just just right now. Mm. That'd be cool. Because people can get all over the place. I don't know if you follow New Warriors Talk on Twitter or not. Like, that dude, he knows all... <laughs> he knows all about the Warriors. All you know what? about the Warriors. He read them all. That's how he found out. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> That's exactly how you he said found out. You said we're doing issue two, right? We, we are. I got a graphic it for all. that. I got a graphic for that. Oh, look I at got, that. I got, look. I got, is this right? Oh, no, I got to look. There we go. There That's going to take a second. Oh, there it is. <laughs> you got to right. look the other way. You gotta... <laughs> I, I know. I, and, and how many, how long have we been on stream? I, I, don't... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We've done this every time. Anytime that I want to point at you, it's like, see, I messed it. I tried to do it wrong. <laughs> I got it right. Do it wrong. You got it right. <laughs> there we go. I'm going to sit right over here for a little bit. All right. Yeah. And I, I'll lean this way. We got to check the content there. Yep, yep. We can check out the cover of uh, New Warriors 2 here, and I'll do my little bit of the script here that says, come out to play as a chronicling of the 1990s series, The New Warriors. The first volume of New Warriors ran 75 issues. Jared and I will cover all of this first volume as I rediscover my love for the series. And man, I... Wait, 1990? Hold up. I just had a birthday yesterday, Jared. And, yes, you did. Uh, happy birthday, my friend. Dude, 1990. You ready mm-hmm. for this, right? You ready? Hit me with 31 it. 31 years ago. Yeah. And we were reading comics. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. We were like seriously reading comics. Yeah. Yeah. Guilty as charged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to be a professional and hold back my tears. Uh, but Jared and I will cover all of this first volume as I rediscover my love for this series, help Jared find his love for the series, and mm-hmm. we share love and joy with the listening audience. So grab your skateboards and bucket helmets. It is time to play. As you can see right there, Jared so awesomely brought up, we're covering New Warriors issue two today. <laughs> Still can't do it right. There we go. Jared's cracking up already. I'm away from the I'm street. trying to point at it, but <laughs> <laughs> there we go. we're gonna get this right one day we are gonna get this right all right so new warriors issue two jared has it displayed and uh there's the cover right there we don't have to do any witty cover descriptions but jared you can tell us what do you think about it all right i will we did have a couple of quick check-ins on favorite costume design uh while you were doing the intro and we had uh chola likes the night thrasher and Auburn Elvis likes uh, Namora. Namorita. Namorita. Yeah. Either way, I mean, they both sound the same. So Namorita sounds like a delicious drink. And uh, Firestar. Yeah, Firestar's always had kind of a cool one. I, I like the design of Speedball. I like the color combo. Oh, this is just me personally, by the way. Just kind of yep, yep, around. yep. Um, so I got off, the tra- off track. But uh, yeah, those were the costume comments from people in the chat. And we've been joined by our Canadian friend, Mr. Lloyd Delagarde. Welcome, Lloyd. I never said hello to Chola and Auburn Elvis. Thank y'all for uh, listening or listening and watching. Mm-hmm. And if you're, we got a good amount of watchers going on right now, but not everybody's in the chat. We welcome that, man. We want to hear your your comments because our yeah. scripted the show takes six minutes. Uh, so with you guys, we can pad it out to a, a good old show. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something. I got off track again. <laughs> it, it's okay. You're supposed to be maybe oh, saying a word or two about the cover. The cover. Yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm back on track. Uh, the cover's busy, <laughs> as you can see. Uh, it's it's kind of cool, though, because it is a truth and advertising cover where you have uh, Night Thrasher fighting Midnight's Fire, which has got to be one of the baddest names of all time. Because as I believe it was Auburn and Elvis and I were chatting on Twitter when we were pre-chatting about this episode, yeah, not a lot of times you get a possessive noun in someone's <laughs> superhero name. Midnight's Fire, right there you on the cover. The, you do get the feeling that Mr. Fire, as we can call him, you know, actually gave some thought behind that name. 
Like it, it wasn't just like he just came up with off the server. Like now he was sitting up some nights thinking about this. It's like you know what? I, I'm a badass fighter, and, and I gotta have a name that like matches how, how badass I am. He was clearly reading a poetry book of some kind, possibly Poe. Yeah, he, he was like Midnight's Fire. I like it because you can use it in place of a curse word. You can be like Midnight's Fire out of your damn mind. That could happen. <laughs> Always some midnight's fire trying to ice skate up a hill. Mm, <laughs> See how it, it works? Yes. You mm-hmm. can like you remember back in the in the eighties and nineties when they play movies on network TV and they'd have to dub the curse words with something else. Yes, midnight's fire would be, fill in for a lot of mfns on on movies. <laughs> Yippee ki <kaye>, midnight's fire. <laughs> <laughs> you must be out of your midnight's fire mind. <laughs> We're going to take these Midnight's Fire snakes off this Midnight's Fire plate. We could do this for a half hour. We probably shouldn't. Let me get back to the cover. I I like the way that that it's sort of the overarching story of Midnight's Fire versus Night Thrashers at the top, and it's faded. uh, So it's sort of like it tells you this is sort of the overarching the over, I'll get it. There we go. Just the overarching. It <laughs> it's not gonna happen. All right. And the overarching storyline is right there, and then you've got your bright color of the rest of the team, and they're uh, being, uh, you know, have fancy guns pointed at them, which also happens in the story. And I like the detail of Speedball being in the scope of the rifle in the middle. Yep. Yep. So I like like looking at the front, the forefront of the cover. You know, that's colored in with the full brightness and the colors and everything. Mm-hmm. It's good. And it is a good uh, juxtaposition uh, for the background. But I like the background better. Uh, I think it's a little bit more detailed. And mm-hmm. and there's just something about that fight scene. It's That's the dynamic one. And, they, I mean, and Mark Bagley did a good job of, you know, you got uh, Marvel Boy kind of leaping into action, you know, but like anytime that speedball still like that it was kind of like okay we just this is still a new uh to everybody so we just want to make sure that everyone's all in the cover just like we have talked about with uh when the new x-men were around and it took every time every cover that dave cockrum drew back then every one of the new x-men were had to be in it at some point yes. because you don't want to leave one of them off and that's where we are right now with the new warriors where every one of them appeared in the cover uh and I think it had this been like, say, New Warriors 22, maybe you would have only gotten uh, Midnight's Fire. Mm-hmm. That's my hand motion for Midnight's Fire. Oh, okay. With this scar? No, I just, it's kind of mysterious. Oh, like a Prince thing, like it. A little bit. Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. Midnight. Now, Midnight's so, Fire. <laughs> <laughs> so you have Midnight's Fire and then Night Thrasher <laughs> fighting. And I think that's like the, that's the cool thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, the forefront does make it um, kind of it, it makes it pop because they faded it out. So the coloring is great uh, on that. So I, I would concur. I, and I like your observation that like everybody's got to be on the cover because as I was reading this again, as a reminder to our, our watchers and listeners, uh, which we've just added Courtney and uh, Kathleen. So welcome to both of them. Uh, I, you know, I've never read these before and reading issue two, this will be my theme for this episode. I got a lot of early issues of G.I. Joe vibe off of this. And c- good point on the cover of making sure all the characters that you're going to use are clearly mm-hmm. present. Because this is a new book and we don't need people going, well, who's this guy? Who's that guy? Well, they probably still are. But we're, we're branding. We're seriously branding right now. Yeah. yeah. It's very reminiscent to me of you mentioned X-Men. Same thing with G.I. Joe, those early covers, making sure whoever's in that story is right there on the cover. So we're we're branding. Watch for the G.I. Joe theme throughout this whole episode. <laughs> we will note that, and we're about to get to the episode anyway. We're, we've got a few things in between that. we got to rate the cover, mm. 1 to 10, mm. nightsticks. That was, that's what we do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to remind it. I still want to use Trunkians really badly. <laughs> Jared doesn't know what that means. <laughs> Been a martial arts instructor for like 25 years. And I was like, what is that? Uh, Nightsticks, one to 10. Uh, <laughs> a quick rating of the cover. Absolutely would love everyone uh, in who's watching now to give us a rating too. But uh, I will go back to Jared and ask him, what do you think, man? One to 10, what would you rate this cover? Let me look at the cover again. That looked the right way? You did. You did. Someone, I, yes. I did too. We both got it right for once. <laughs> 
And I looked up and down. Yeah, for the effect. Anyways, uh, it's a little busy, but it is truth in advertising. Uh, I thought the last one was stronger. Can't remember what I gave it. Uh, I'm going to give a seven. Nice, solid seven. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, a good drawing. I just... This might be unfair. It's just, I know the potential of Mark Bagley, and this this feels like he's you know he's still learning the characters. So I I know there's bigger numbers to come. Solid seven, uh, which is a uh, please take it as a positive. I want to add that the inker for this cover is Al Williamson. Nothing mm -hmm. against Al Williamson, who's a professional, but the book artistically hasn't fully hit its stride yet because the um, main inker that Mark Bagley seemed to gel with at the time was a guy, Randy Emberlin, mm -hmm. who hasn't made it on the book yet. I think it's a seven, two. So, you know, if we were in match action film face off, this would be match game. Uh, and <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, uh, but if we, it's, it is, it's a good cover. And like, if it were the background brought up and brought in color alone, it might go up for me. If it were the forefront, in the cover brought up, I would probably go down for me. So like, it's a pretty good mix there. And yeah, I do think that there are better covers uh, to, to come. I, I, I want to jump on your anchor train real quick. Yeah. Um, for those of you who are watching or listening that uh, don't know your anchors as well as us nerds do um, Williamson, Scott Williamson, I'm sorry, Al, Al. Williamson is, yes. I think he's like Jim Lee's kind of go-to anchor these the like i see them working together a lot so he's a kind of a tiny detail anchor guy and i'm not familiar with the anchor you just named for bagley i know his his best partner for me because i'm not familiar with the new warriors a scott Hanna on mm -hmm. ultimate spider-man yeah uh, who actually did an original james bond drawing for me but that's neither here nor there um, so i know how good he can look the perfect marriage of anchor and penciler oftentimes will elevate and, and, and there's nothing against Al Williamson. I mean, he's, he's freaking Al Williamson. It just, I think Al fits better with Jim Lee and, and Bagley needs somebody who's a little more heavy. It's just me. Yep. Looks like we got some comments. Uh, Auburn yes, Elvis like that night thrasher got punched. So <laughs> that's very anti night thrasher. <laughs> uh, uh, and Courtney gave it an eight. She loved the amount of colors. Lloyd was um <laughs> it's see, Lloyd. I, I, I was I was gonna I was trying to think of something that was a litter of like Debbie Downer, Lloyd Lower. How about <laughs> that? <laughs> Takes Lloyd a Lower. lot to please Lloyd. Uh, with a with a four and um uh Chola and Helica Fetty Wolf. Oh I uh, gave the cover an eight. And um oh, good Randy insight. is it not it not yet, not yet. It was coming. It was coming. Oh, oh, we we got a visit by uh, Christatos, who also gave the cover a seven. That is nice. That's I've nice. heard of that guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, we might have to talk with him later. Let's not talk. You should, that if you can, join the studio. <laughs> you know where to find it. Come on in if you can, buddy. Be a saboteur. <laughs> <laughs> and while you are uh, causing chaos, Jared, uh, let's uh, get to the credits of the issue, please, sir. Yes, that is one of my jobs on the show is to read you the credits for issue two, and I will do that at this time. It's on sale date was July 15th. Damn it, this is not right. <laughs> really? What is that? Uh, you put you left the years, I, and it was 1990 because the I'll years of the script says 1986. <laughs> I, uh, what script are you reading? Oh my goodness, I'll read it. New Warriors <laughs> issue two. On sale date was July, excuse me, was June 26, 1990, but the cover date was August 1990. The stories by Fabian Nicieza. The pencils by Mark Bagley. Those are the correct to mine. Were by Al Williamson. <laughs> Verify. The colors were by Andy Yankus. Okay, still good. <laughs> the letters by Mike Heisler, and the editor was Danny Fingeroff. Okay, everything was right except the years on mine. Where are you looking? I'm on, I'm on this, the issue. It says it come out to play two script across the top. My years just say July 15th, 86 and October 80, 1986. You, you are on drugs. So I'm giving you an opportunity. I, I don't know what to, to tell you. <laughs> I'm giving you an opportunity to get some water and sober up while I read the synopsis. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Jared. God, I, don't I can I screenshot it. <laughs> Everything is updated except the years on mine. <laughs> So here is the synopsis. It's just your typical day at Warriors HQ. 
Court is assessing the team's abilities. Speedball ain't helping F all. You know, the usual. When Ty bursts into the room, someone has killed three cops in Chinatown, and apparently it's someone linked to Dwayne Taylor's Night Thrasher's past. A fellow by the name of Midnight's Fire, a cologne bribe drakkar. <laughs> Maybe not. Okay. Looks like Dwayne, Midnight's Fire, and Silhouette, Fire's sister, had a racket going on of busting up criminal enterprises where Silhouette would play bait and Dwayne and Fire, a cologne by Axe body spray. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> would bust in and they would all bust heads. That came to an end when Dwayne thought that Fire was going to kill a cop and in the resulting hesitation, Silhouette was brutally gunned down. The Warriors want to go stop Fire, but Thrasher is scared. The Warriors go anyway, and thankfully Thrash finds his nerve and resumes his fight with Midnight Fire, a new single by Belle Bib DeVoe. Maybe not. <laughs> Fire has gone a little rogue and has enlisted the help of advanced idea mechanics, notorious weapons makers, to help protect his village. The Warriors take out AIM, Thrash takes down Midnight's Fire, and the gig is all the way up when Silhouette now crippled as a result of the gunfire previously mentioned, turns her back on her brother because he has lost his honor. One thing that's left to mention is Gene Tech. You remember the tech company that before they kind of sort of tried to do good in last issue, but they brought back Terax? Well, they're interested in the new warriors and they have enlisted the aid of someone who's going to appear in the book very shortly. Midnight's Fire by Belle Bib DeVoe. That's midnight fire. fire. Never trust a face scar and a smile. <laughs> <laughs> this is free entertainment, people. I'm entertained. That's you can go to Crusaders Club, I guess, if you want to put the banner up for that. <laughs> yeah. We, you, we sing Bell Bib DeVoe for you. Take note of the banner on the bottom of the screen. <laughs> Chola uh, also commented, Midnight's Fire, a new candle sent from Yankee Candle. <laughs> <laughs> very, very amusing. And uh, we should talk about some highs and lows. Jared, of course, you are new to the book. Please tell me something. What, anything. High, low, mm. what, uh, what, mm. what do you think about the book? Mm. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll start off with, I guess it's maybe a, a what the, maybe a high, maybe a low. I guess since I'm going to do my, it's going to be a continuous a continuation of my G.I. Joe comparison. Yeah. yeah. I love G.I. Joe. I guess it's a high. <laughs> but the early issues of G.I. Joe were very, here we are, and we're going to do this one specific mission so that we can kind of learn about this guy. Yeah. All right. Um, so... That's good because it's a new yeah. book and we have to learn about people. What's bad, um, and it's not that bad because it is in there, is is you kind of want a thread, you know, to go, why why do I want to go to three and then four and then five? And they, they put mm -hmm. in that Genetech or Gene Tech. I'm not sure how to say it. I think it's Gene Tech, you know, okay. like um, hereditary. Genetics. Gene. Okay. Yeah, genetics. Uh, and, and Gene from the uh, garage. Uh, anyway, that's True, Gene Hendricks. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, Gene Tech. So they did put that in there. So it sort of has that Gene Tech is going to have a long uh, impact on this. And but uh, you know, and it was like one page, I think, of Gene Tech. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, just enough to keep me going. Otherwise, it's just sort of a like you said, sort of like a here's a story to learn about this guy. And and it sounds bad, but that's really the same way they did GI Joe to learn about characters along the way. It's kind of what you have to do with brand new characters. Um, there, there are more modern uh, storytelling ways now to kind of flow that a little smoother, but that was my big overall feeling. When I finished, I thought, okay, my main feeling to discuss with Delvin is this very much reminds me of 1980s G.I. Joe, where we're sort of plop, plop, plop stories as we, as we go. So that's my first response. Nice. So with that, I have a question then. So Midnight's Fire, uh, possibly a movie in the 1990s that was late night on Cinemax. Uh, <laughs> right, is... think, I'm going to think of a Midnight's Fire joke. For like <laughs> you have to now. I'm okay. on you like four, zero. You got to at least come up with one. All right, I'll um, do one. So is that the only character that we learned about? Processing. 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 I don't remember any standouts from our regular crew. 
Well, there was one other that was introduced, Midnight's Fire's sister, Silhouette. Okay, okay, I did. Okay, I do have. I was saving that for my second round, but because okay. we'd covered this uh, a issue of New Warriors in Crusadeness on Long mm-hmm. Crusade Network um, a couple of years ago. It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, I do remember there was a character on the team named Silhouette. So I was like, okay, there's more to come, but I want to keep myself in 1990 mode and just what do I know from this book? Yes. So I do know that there's more to come, but I felt. That's the only reason I didn't bring that up was like, okay, I do know there's more, but it's, if I just read this, I would probably think Silhouette is just sort of a one and done character. And I, I'd be happy to be wrong. Well, now, you know that I'm not going to take you too far ahead into the future. We got stuff to talk about. And, and so just talking about issue two, they made it a point to mention a couple of things about Silhouette. Well, I can think of three. One, that she's Midnight Fire's sister. Two, that Uh, Dwayne Taylor had a love affair with her Mm -hmm. and three that she was crippled as a result of Dwayne's action slash inaction and preventing Midnight's fire from doing what he was going to do, whether or not he was going to kill the cop or not. That's neither here nor there now because she's wound up paralyzed. So they brought up a few things about silhouette and issue two that at least made you think, that either they're giving a secondary character a little bit of depth, or maybe she's going to be a character that's going to be of use in the future. I'm with you on that. Um, absolutely nothing to do with the issue, but the uh, the new keyboardist for Prince's band is named Midnight's Fire. He's fine, too. <laughs> <laughs> Midnight's Fire's a dude. <laughs> <laughs> the old Chappelle bit. I tried to weave it together. <laughs> they're like, "Yo, Midnight's Fire." She's a, you know what? I'm not. I'm not gonna. Midnight's Fire. She's fine. Man, Midnight's Fire is a man. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Thanks for traveling yeah. with me to Chappelle's bit. Says I tried to weave in Midnight's Fire. <laughs> now, see, Albert Elvis. Okay, Albert Elvis is going to give us a talking point. Mm. He was totally going to kill the cop. Hmm. Midnight's fire claims he wasn't. He was like, I was, you don't know what I was going to do. I could have stopped him without killing him. And so, I mean, that was good storytelling because it does always leave the question. I mean, Night Dash is going to have that question in his head for the rest of his life. Did I Mm -hmm. do the right thing? Did I save that cop or did I unnecessarily cripple my lady friend? Here's why I think that Midnight's fire may have been just trying to disable the cop as opposed to killing the cop because this issue started with him brutally murdering three cops mm. ambushed ambushed and murdered mm-hmm. and then put you know thrashed by the night there like pretty much just as a absolute blaring light to Dwayne Taylor so i think that he may have erred on the side of at least not killing the cop during that flashback Okay. Is what I'm thinking. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. And since we're on the subject of am- <laughs> since we're on the subject of ambiguity, <clears throat> previously on Midnight's Fire, Dwayne <laughs> Silhouette, Midnight's Fire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're getting distracted. Uh, speaking of ambiguity, at the end of the book, mm-hmm. Dwayne had a similar moment. To where, I mean, he had a knife out and it was towards Midnight's Fire's mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, it looked like he was maybe about to do something bad. And the Warriors were like, stop, don't do that. That's not what we're going to be about. And they asked him straight up, like, were, if we weren't here, would you have killed him? And he was like, yes, no, maybe. Y'all figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, you figure it out. So what do you think? Like, I mean, that's a, that's an equally weighted question right like midnight's fire like we have people who think that he would have killed that cop if Dwayne weren't there and so now the question is do you think that Dwayne would have killed midnight's fire had the new warriors not been there all right here's my answer and it's pure speculation I think night thrasher would have killed him if nobody was there I think given the opportunity to kill with no witness I think he would have done it but I think since there were people there, regardless of whether they were new warriors or not, I think that's what prevented him from doing it. Because I think in the back of his mind, he knew if I if he did that, then he was 
no longer the leader of a super team. He was a villain. And, uh, but I think given like if he was in private, he might, those emotions would have maybe taken over. And I would have been like the worst new warriors teammate. Cause I've been like, sometimes you got to kill a guy, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> it's like, no, that's not what we're about. <laughs> do it. <laughs> I'll cover for it. <laughs> got this bad cough. <laughs> I'll cover for you. I, I don't know is my answer because any good writer, again, leaves ambiguity. And Fabian Nisiesa did a really good job because Silhouette said, you're not my brother anymore. You sold out our neighborhood to advanced idea mechanics. And you didn't do that for our protection. You did that for you. You're not even my brother anymore. And Dwayne was like, she was the only reason that I was even considering keeping you alive so <laughs> and then the new warriors jumped in and it was like oh mm. uh, i, I don't know midnight fire was like how do we sleep when our beds are burning i'm oh, sorry that was midnight's oil <laughs> ah, <got it>. okay <laughs> maybe, maybe it wasn't possessive anyway <laughs> australian 80s rock jokes doing anything for you guys <laughs> You started this. Anyways. I did. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, we could debate the the morals of Night Thrasher, who is, you know, I'm right now I'm still kind of on team Auburn Elvis. He's not terribly likable. He's He still feels, like I said last episode, he still feels like Marvel's trying to be uh, Batman uh, without Sans the charm right, <laughs> right now. And Batman's not the most charming guy, but he's got a little more than this guy. <laughs> so let's let's bring up that element then, because one thing that Batman is pretty consistent in is even though he's kind of the surly type, even though he's kind of the dark and stormy type, he always performs better, <clears throat> excuse me, when he has family and he's always brought family around. There's always been Alfred in the fray and then Dick Grayson came along and now heck, I mean, there's like freaking 10 of those mofos running around <laughs> and midnight fires running around. Right. All, all sorts of midnight fires running around and <laughs> you, so with Dwayne before there were like new warriors, because he was sort of trying to do this thing by his own, by himself. Then he runs into silhouette and midnight's fire and says, you know what? I think maybe I could be more effective as a team. But that didn't work out. And then a few weeks later, he founded the New Warriors. Mm. Like, there's something in Dwayne Taylor where he is at least maybe the part of him that's good is saying, I need something to hold back the darkness within me. That was mm. literally going back to the Batman parallel, the point of Dick Grayson's Robin. He had him dressed up flamboyantly and everything, and hopefully not for any you know nefarious <laughs> reasons. Hopefully, Batman wasn't a Midnight's Fire back in the day, but <laughs> you know, it, but it was supposed to be Batman was dark and Robin was his light, mm-hmm. and so maybe there's some parallels there with Dwayne Taylor that's going on. I don't know. Maybe. That's just kind of me riffing. Like, you think anything about that? No, I, I can track that, which I guess brings me to a question for you. And you don't have to give specifics and let me take the, the ride that I'm going to take. Sure. Will there be a character that balances Midnight's Fire that has an adversarial relationship? What basically I'm asking, is there going to be a Superman to his Batman? Like, is there going to be a character that, that shows him light and he respects, but they don't get along? Maybe. That's my- my question. Wouldn't you say that's Nova? Now, right now, I say Nova-ish. Right now, Nova's kind of fun-loving. I mean, all he's trying to do is make a little time with name Marita. Don't mm. blame him one bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So many bad pickup lines I can think of. <laughs> I won't go into them. <laughs> one involves tartar sauce. One involves malt vinegar. But anyways, yes, yeah, yes. right now he's kind of fun loving. And that's kind of how I really know Nova. I didn't read a ton of solo Nova. We, he appeared in a couple issues of Spidey that we read on Crusader Chronicles. So to me, he's kind of a, kind of a fun loving cat, uh, more in the, in the vein of Peter Parker than mm-hmm. uh, a Captain America or Superman. Like this is this, and that is that. 
And yes, I respect you, but I'm not giving you an inch on this, you know, type of a deal. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe he grows into that role. You would know better than I. Yep. Uh, we have some definite character development coming up with Nova that's worth talking about. And, and keep in mind that you have Dwayne and his idea. And I think he mentioned this. He only wanted four. He didn't want six. He wanted four. And of those four, it was Nova. It was Marvel Boy. It was Namorita. Excuse me. No, Nova, Marvel Boy and Firestar. Those are the three he wanted to make up his four. Mm. And out of those, by far, the most physically powerful of them was going to be Rich Ryder. It was going to be right. Nova. Nova, sure. So I think that right now that the Superman component, if we are comparing Dwayne Taylor to Batman, would be um, would be Nova, would be Rich Ryder right now. All right, fair enough. So uh, that'll, that'll be a uh, relationship to follow. All right. We, I, we did get a little weigh in from Scoo Neal, Scoonell. I'm sorry, my eyes are going, but welcome to the show and thank you for commenting. Uh, I think the, that role is distilled. Novo calls out his uh, his BS and Silhouette brings out the best of him and Speedy forces him to break the tough guy bit and make him laugh. So, OK, that's that's an interesting comment, because when I read that, let me tell you what I think about that. Though. I'm going to drop the G.I. Joe analogy. I'm going to pick up the Ninja Turtles analogy. You know, he maybe he's that hardcore Leonardo leader that needs his Michelangelo to make him laugh, his Raphael to call him out on his BS, and his Donatello to kind of be a shoulder to lean on and someone to talk to. So mm-hmm. yeah. I like making uh, parallels to other <laughs> comic books. Well, I mean, heck, this is issue two, right? I mean, how much of New Warriors canon do we have to talk about now? All of two issues. Two out of 75. Not too much as of yet. Now, we've talked a lot about Thrash, and mm-hmm. we've talked a uh, decent amount about Midnight's Fire, um, a little bit about Silhouette. I mean, is it worth bringing up any of the other new warriors in this book? Hmm. I don't know off the top of my head, but let me do a thing that we did last time. Stay with me on this. Drop sure. in the cover. Okay. I, picked f- I picked four panels or four pages to bring up on the show. And mm-hmm. I had I had reasons for each one, so let's see what <laughs> let's go through those real quick, and maybe I can answer that question. Okay, this is page one. I'm pretty sure I brought this up just because it had a very X Men Danger Room feel. Um, I love the art, of course, and I love this cat who's kind of like their Al- Alfred. And if you remind me what his name is, please. Cord. Cord. C H O R D. Cord. Um, so yeah, that's really the only reason I added this page. If you have any comments on it before I move on to the next one, I love how they casually mention that. Night Thrasher had done an Iron Cross mm. for 20 minutes. 20 minutes. <laughs> and that doesn't impress him anymore. It's like, yeah, yeah, you could do an Iron Cross for 20 minutes. I bet I couldn't do an Iron Cross for 20. Now, okay, I can't even say 20 seconds. I was going to say. 0.20 <laughs> I could seconds. dislocate my shoulder in about two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I would be in a lot of Midnight's Fire pain if I tried an Iron I'm Cross. I'm probably going to screw up the joke here, but was it Shania Twain? Okay, so you can do an Iron Cross for 20 minutes. That don't impress me much. <laughs> actually, actually, you nailed it. Um, Did I? I'm yeah. kind of worried. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, yeah, I was totally guessing. Yeah, you're all man. I know. Next yeah. page. Uh, next page. What do we got going here? Oh, I think I picked this one because it did reveal the relationship between Dwayne and Silhouette. It's fun to say. Mm-hmm. 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 Which we've covered. We did talk about this relationship. Yes. Uh, if you have anything else on this page, uh, that I'm just going through and kind of reminding myself of why I picked them to put up on the screen today. I'm good for that. We've talked about that, I believe. Okay. I picked this page because this is our main thread, I suspect, <laughs> connecting the books with Gene Tech. And I really like how in the last panel that like this guy like spelled out, like I can't remember exactly what he said. It's too small for me to read here. Like who his friend was, and yes. I was like, and I was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> but you I don't. But then, but then my mind was like, is he a fantastic? Who, who was it he was referencing? I can't. Read I don't it know. Now. I should. I don't know. I should tell you. Uh, but I, I'll, uh, know well, I'll go of, look at it. I'll go look at it. Hang on. I'm now, don't spoil it, you sucker. Well, he, he used like a specific phrase that put me in mind of a. He of did, a and I, since, since I have the book, I can I can tell you about it. I can do a little bit of reading for you. Mad says, thinker. <laughs> yes, a veritable mad thinker. 
the gentleman is. Is that the the thinker, the tinker? I don't know. It's the mad thinker. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a character. And I, of course, going to blank on Marvel history. Probably Auburn Elvis is going to be the one that brings People it up. People are lighting up the chat, I'm sure. Yeah, and while he's doing that, if you go back to the first page real quick, because he All mentioned right. something that I at least want to um, mention. Uh, and it was the part where Cord was mentioning to Marvel Boy that, yep, you're holding it up in the air. That's one thing. But start rotating it mm-hmm. yeah, five that was, degrees. That was cool. Yeah, and I like that, too, because he, he what I picked up from that is he was saying, get finite, be able to move it subtle. And, and, you know, picking it up and tossing it's one thing, but being able to, like, pick a lock with a key might come in yeah. handy one day. Well, that wouldn't yes. be picking a lock. That would be just unlocking a lock. But you know what I mean? I, I, I'm with you. I'm and with you. Fire. Yes. <laughs> but it, it it is challenging uh, Marvel Boy to be a little bit more particular with his powers and not wow. just use it as a blunt force. I like that. It needs to be more than just a hammer. So that was definitely a point worth mentioning. Um, welcome like to that. Geek. As I say, I like Geek Town because I like that he verified that my guess of Fantastic Four villain was actually correct. <laughs> I was like, that's and the only place I think I've heard that name before. It's been a while. And he's also correct that uh, the Mad Thinker is going to have an ongoing relationship with the New Warriors. Oh. That is, that's very, it's very true. Um, and this would be the start of it, or at least a prequel to it. Let's say that. Okay. So we've looked at one, two, and three. You have one more page to bring I up, have, sir. Let's see. We did that one. We, we did, did that one. So I have the last page I brought up, the, the decision-making page. You know, the Woody or Whitney, the revenge scar, if you will. It's the very last page of the book, I'm pretty sure. It is. The ambiguity page. So, which we did talk about as well. But I will use this as a springboard to say that I did like, again, it's just sort of a very G.I. Joe thing to focus on a character and tell us more about them. I like the fact that for all of his bluster, Night Thrasher basically admitted, I am terrified of this guy. He is out of my league. And then in sort of uh, Batman or in some cases, Spider-Man or most heroes do this at some point, uh, faces their fear, steps up and says, you know, let's do it, and rises to their maximum potential and defeats the bad guy. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm definitely reminded of Dick Grayson as uh, Nightwing and this early Nightwing run somewhere around the 20s, I think, where he ended up having to square up against Deathstroke, and he was like, I do not want to fight Deathstroke and Terminator. He had no choice. Yeah. And he did it, and he pretty much whooped Deathstroke's butt. There is a, I'm reminded of a um, story from when I was doing Taekwondo, and uh, there, you know, we would spar just like you do in any martial art. And um, I, I wish I could remember the kid's name, but like he was facing off against this other kid in class, uh, this guy named Tony, uh, who was really good. And like, and I was coaching up the other guy, and the other guy, he flat out told me, he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit scared. Like he's better than me. And what I told him was, I was like, yeah, that's fine. He could be better than you. It's like, but he doesn't have to be better than you these next three minutes. That's that's awesome. Because what I was thinking as you're telling me that story is I've had a martial arts instructor tell me he may be better than you, but he might not be today. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Everybody's yeah. got a day. <laughs> yeah. You have all of infinity for him to be better than you. Just maybe in that moment, maybe he's not. And sure enough, what I like that Fabian has done, like, we don't have that page, but – Night Thrasher comes down. He's like, yeah, like, let's go. Let's start fighting. Whap, whap, whap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like Rocky in round one against Apollo, just taking hits. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he just, I mean, that was like a quick whooping, like, oh my goodness. And uh, yeah, I mean, and then Albert Elvis mentions, and it's true in the fight. Like, I mean, he's at that point, he's scrambling because that fear kind of comes back and he reaches for the skateboard. Man, as far as like, this is a child's toy. Bam! Just destroys it. Like broke his board, man. Not broke, cool. I mean, Not cool. Fire. You don't break a man's board like that. So on, yeah. Uh, and it's also worth Scott mentioned um, that he loves how the last panel shows silhouette with the rest of the team. Hints at her mm-hmm. continued involvement moving forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, she did look pretty decent there, combined with the team. Yeah. 
it's uh, what I like about it is, like I said, I know enough about it to know that she's a team member. I mean, she's on the poster that we talked about in episode one on your wall. Um, so I already know that part, but I like what Scott says here too, that, uh, it, it hints at, so it's very subtle. It's very subtle. like when he said that just now, I was like, squint, squint. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Now what I think if I was Fabian Nicieza and I'm totally guessing here. Okay. Haven't read any of these. If I was Fabian Nicieza, not only would I put her on the team, I'd have her start developing a relationship with someone who's not night thrasher mm. to add a little tension to it mm, gotcha. I, that's what i'd do that's uh, what yeah. that's what independent comic book writer jared albrick would do with his one published well oh, i have two published comics now three is coming all right and since we have now reached the uh jared is like that's usually comes towards the end of the show jared but oh, when i pimp myself no it's kind yes. of continuous <laughs> you know that's fair yes absolutely <laughs> i think i think we have pretty thoroughly discussed issue two Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything that you want to bring up uh, about issues two that well, we haven't brought things up? off my wall? Okay, I'm good. Um, <laughs> no, I'll, except that uh, I did want to give a shout out for Bagley. That's probably going to happen every episode. <laughs> Bagley's a, a great artist. Uh, I'm I'm uh, giving a Lloyd uh, some comments. <laughs> oh, I see. Like don't don't be don't be spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't be spoiler you guy. Know, Lloyd. Lloyd likes to come in and spoil and lowball the scores. He's still lovable, Lloyd. Oh yeah, I I love him, but I'm also going to pull a Jay and Silent Bob if he keeps that up. You know, <laughs> teach him some of my jujitsu that I've been learning. <laughs> uh, let me go ahead and scroll down to the script here. Oh yeah, before we rate it, oh, we've got to talk it. about the person in the book who was the ultimate warrior where we spotlight the warrior who distinguished himself or herself the most in the book. Mm-hmm. 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 Easy choice for me. Yes. Ultimate Warrior is actually going to be Night Thrasher. Again, I'm still not sold on him as a character and his personality kind of rubs the wrong way, but oftentimes those characters end up being lovable. Uh, R.E. Guy Gardner. Um, but he overcame great fear. And I will always champion the character that, like we just talked about, that steps beyond Dick Grayson fighting Deathstroke. The very memorable issue where Spider-Man fights Fire Lord, a herald of Galactus, and takes him down hard. You know, I love those moments. So, yeah, I'm giving Night Thrasher. I'm with you in that this issue was definitely around the world of Night Thrasher as we begin to flesh out what's going on here with this new Warriors team. Uh, if I have an honorable mention, though, I'm going to give it to the entire rest of the New Warriors because they jumped into action to defend a dude they barely even knew just because it was the right thing to do. And that was pretty cool. I mean, oh, that is where. Yeah, night. Yeah, that's legit. Like they got them together, but it's like, you know what? Like, even if you won't fight for yourself, we're going to fight for you. And that's the sign of um, of a superhero. All right, so that's Ultimate Warrior, but what about Ultimate Warrior? Who are you? Who are you worried about? Who are you worried who, who about? The, yeah, you're like, hmm. hmm. I'm, <laughs> I'm worried about this guy. Yeah, I'm worried about this guy or, or this gal. Um, uh, strangely enough, Night, Night Crasher. Crasher. <laughs> I'm worried about him and his decision making abilities. He he doesn't operate well in a vacuum. I think he's like me in that regard and that I don't make my best decisions when I'm alone <laughs> and without input from my friends sometimes. So yeah. certainly, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm worried about him. I mean, I'm worried about Midnight's Fire. Got to put some bacitracin on that cut, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, oh. like I, I'm just so torn about whether I want to make fun of the name or if it's just so next level that... <laughs> that uh, We'll put it this way. If we're not making a lot of fun of Night Thrasher, we can't make that much fun of Midnight's Fire. Midnight's Fire. It's that possessive noun that gets me every time. I'm trying to think. Are there any other? Help me out in the chat, people. Are there any other characters that have a possessive noun in their superhero name? The only thing that Auburn Elvis and I could come up with was, was Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. <laughs> we were chatting earlier. That sounds delicious. It does. Um, anyway, my warrior is Night Thrasher. Who is yours, son? Yeah, it's also Night Thrasher. He, he's kind of both because 
here he is supposed to be the leader of the team. And not only, <laughs> at first, he, he had to do a pretty close to a 180 character reveal where he was like, I am straight up scared. Yeah, that was a bizarre choice. But hey, at least he shared his concern yeah, with he, the team. It takes a lot of strength to do that. It does. And then he turns it around. It actually jumps into the fight. And then it looked like he was about to do a villain arc there. And twice, not just once, but, you know, he had him strang- like he was strangling him with like, he- so he's garroting the dude. And like, so there's that. And then mm-hmm. he had the knife to his face. And then mm-hmm. it was like, oh, aren't, aren't you the good guy? Or are good guys supposed to do this? You you just gonna murder a man right in the right in the scene? Like so yeah. Um yeah. I I I definitely think he stood out the most, but I definitely am worried and concerned as well about yep. Dwayne. Yep. So um yeah, that's that. Mm-hmm. And since that's that, Mr. That's, that's that <laughs> let's go ahead and write issue two of New Warriors. One to ten, like we did it before, and just go for it. What would you rate New Warriors to? Before I do that, I would like to put a, another joke and say I think the latest Call of Duty game is Call of Duty Midnight Midnight's Fire. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to my rating. I, I, think, I think you've caught up now. Okay, I, I think we're- <laughs> I'm trying so hard. All right, back to my rating of the issue. Again, I feel like this is very reminiscent of early G.I. Joe issues, which are all good and solid, but we haven't reached the greatness point yet. Hmm, can't remember what I gave last issue. Wish I could base my score off of that. I'm going to go like the cover. I'm going to say it's a solid seven for me. Solid seven. And after we get your score and mm-hmm. people, perhaps people in the chats, remind me there was a point I wanted to make last episode about New Warriors overall that I think bears the discussion. But first, your, your score, sir. Nah, go ahead. Let's not, I mean, it seems like a good thought. Let, let, let's go ahead and go with it. Um, <laughs> Deloitte made me laugh in the chat. How did I get his name wrong? Oh, are you talking about when I said Midnight's Oil? <laughs> anyway, he gave it a seven. My thought is this. Um, I just, I think it was a bad uh, name for the group. I think it's always a bad idea to name a superhero team the new anything. Because there's if you're successful, there's going to come a point where they're not new anymore. I'm looking at you, New Mutants. I'm looking at you, New Teen Titans. You know, new world. Like, it sounds great when you're launching a title, but now you're, court, you're sort of stuck with that thir- literally 31 years later. You know, it's, you know, p- people from New York and New Jersey, New Mexico are probably all very mad at me right now. But <laughs> I just, I, I just think that naming new anything seems like a good idea at the time. But I think it will catch up with you. If I'm not mistaken, they did release a series called Just Warriors and dropped the new. No, never. I thought they did like a little series called Warriors, but uh, uh, apparently that I was I wrong actually, again. But uh, I actually mentioned that with uh, when I talked about New Warriors with Ryan Daly and David Gallagher, and David Gallagher was like, "They'll never work," and I'm like, "They'll never work." Wait, wait, did wait. I mock the mocking? Anyway, <laughs> yes, uh, I I would love for that. But anyway, keep going, keep going, Jared. No, that's it. But but Lloyd is confusing me now. It's just midnight, no fire. It's clearly midnight's fire in the book. It's midnight's fire. Uh, <laughs> apparently, he's got the Canadian version. The cover uh, literally the cover says, says, who, who, is, who midnight's is midnight's fire. fire. And he refers to himself, I believe, as midnight's fire. And they call them fire for short sometimes. Like, yeah, so, like a nickname. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. But Delvin, your thought on new warriors as a title uh new warriors as a title i'm fine with um even though i ap- i absolutely agree much like um the teen titans became the titans eventually of course now there's a titans and a teen titans but that, yeah, <laughs> that, see, there, there's my that, but that, that original type teen titans team did become the Titans. Actually, they went from the new I Teen Titans to the Teen Titans, Titans to the to Titans. Titans. I remember that. I was reading all along with that. Right. So, like, so things are allowed to change. And of course, the very first thing when you mentioned that you know you have to be stuck with new thirty-one years later, the first thing I thought of was New Edition. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but they still go by New Edition. There's good boys to men, or still boys to men, and they're older than us, Jared. <laughs> men to older men. 
<laughs> yeah, no one, no one needs like men to middle age. Like, I mean, that's just, the wonder's gone at that point. It's just gone. Um, so yeah, uh, I should rate the book. Yes, I forget. back to the one to ten rating the book. I gave it the solid seven. You have more perspective having read all seventy five. So where does it land for you? It lands at an eight. Groundwork, groundwork was laid in this book. There are several interesting things. And, and, by, and by the way, as we've discussed many uh, times, like sometimes like this was not filler by any means. Very, very good book. But this was a transitory um, issue where a lot of things were laid out, where um, Night Thrasher was fighting Midnight's Fire, who was related uh, to Silhouette. Uh, then you have uh, some developments that go are uh, going on up as well with um, Gene Tech, and they're about to bring out the Mad Thinker. So there's a lot of things that were put into place uh, that were good, and the story standalone was good because I mean, if you want your action, there was action in this book, uh, not just development. You had uh, Night Thrasher and Midnight's Fire in a very, very um, embroiled battle. So it was really, really good. We've got it's it's all heated up in the chat now. Lloyd sticking by his gun, saying the next time you see him, he's just called Midnight. I can only got, go by the book I have in front of me, Lloyd, and he's called Midnight's Fire <laughs> consistently through this book. And then there's a rebuttal that there is a character named Midnight in the Spider-Man crossover that Lloyd just mentioned, but he's a sidekick to Moon Knight. Yeah, so I think I'm there's a, some serious Midnight Midnight's Fire confusion going on here. I'm not picking on Lloyd. We all, Lord knows, I've been confused on this show about characters before, um, but I can see where this confusion is definitely creeping in. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember what Scott was talking about. Um, there was an arc that they did in Amazing Spider-Man about the three fifties or three sixties, uh, where Night Thrasher was in it, and then Moon Knight was in it. And Moon Knight had an assistant that was called Midnight. That was like, uh, I think, this French dude, perhaps. Uh, uh, I'm, yeah, it's coming yeah. back to me. It's coming yeah, back I, to me. Yeah, I could run out of the room and bring it back, but you know that's you know not relevant. It's it's okay. But I, at the time, what I will say is that I won't say that Lloyd's wrong because that would mean that I know everything about everything, which is just simply not true. What I will say is, as of right now, he's Midnight's Fire. So I I've taken this opportunity to help be an educational show for us all. And I've gone to the irrefutable source of Wikipedia mm. and his name is Midnight's Fire created by Mark Bagley and Fabian Nicieza first appearance on new warriors number two. So it is Midnight's Fire. Now I'm going to continue to read down to see if he did a name change or anything like that later on. So carry the show for me. Yeah, sure. Uh, while you're doing that, there are definitely a, a couple of comments uh, that was worth mentioning. Scott mentioned a comment earlier uh, that we did not get to uh, that said Ty with the suspiciously agile leap in that training montage. And that is a very interesting thing that happened because she looked like this feeble old lady and she came in in the middle of a training session. You had Nova coming one way, yeah, Speedball coming one way, yeah. and Ty just kind of deftly jumped out of the way of that. That was interesting. Yeah, I forgot we did not talk about that. We did not talk about that. That was very interesting, absolutely. Uh, Welcome to Geek Town had a very um, clever pun of, I see a little silhouette of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've done more deep diving. Go for it. Night sidekick is, is Jeffrey Wild, who goes by the term by the name Midnight, period. So they are two different people, but I can see the confusion. This is just me working the internets for you people. I I appreciate that. This one's more reliable because it's the actual Marvel fandom site. Nice. Jeffrey Wilde. Yeah, Jeffrey Wilde is Midnight, um, also known as the Midnight Man. Oh, wait, Mm -hmm. no, take that back. He's known as Midnight. He is the son of Aaron Mogart, who was the Midnight Man. (laughs) So we've got Midnight, Midnight Man, and Midnight's Fire. (laughs) That's a lot of Midnight. That is a lot of Midnight. So, yeah, very good. Very good. And nothing wrong with getting a little bit of a... Comic book nerdery thrown wow, our there's way. There's a lot of levels of this whole midnight thing. And, and again, I'll be very clear. We love everybody in the chat. We're not picking on anybody. We're just you know trying to have a little fun. So please don't be upset. Uh, anybody. Uh, I know there's a lot of 
discussion about all these different midnights, but I think we've cleared it up. Yep. And Scott then even comes with a uh, mini uh, arc within Amazing Spider-Man. It was called uh, Round Robin, the sidekick's revenge with Punisher, Thrash Nova, Dark Hawk. Dark Got it. Hawk. Clear. Yes. Okay. I and feel like other- I've read that that as well. That feels like it was in my era of Amazing Spider-Man. Of it, it was. That was right around the time I got you back into comic books. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Same, but my era was pretty broad. I started on Spidey in late 70s, early 80s, and read all the way, I'd say early 80s, all the way until, gosh, 2006. <laughs> so yeah. I, it's a broad brush. I just don't have the memory for it. You guys do. Yep. And then Scott, like for Mark Bagley, the first issue he drew of Amazing Spider-Man was Amazing Spidey 345. It had mm-hmm. Boomerang in it. Yep, yep, Boomerang. That I know. And then and, he and came, cardiac. I want to say cardiac was one of his. Yeah, early. cardiac. I think was in the book, and then he took over the book in Amazing Spider-Man three fifty one. Eric Larson finished out his run, and then it started with Mark Bagley. That I know for almost certain. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. you read the book the seven. I read the book the eight. Mm-hmm. I know it's only been two issues so far, Jared. You know, but what do you think so far about at least? I'd say. You're about, you know, a couple toes deep into the pool of the new warriors. You're not, not even an ankle yet. Yeah, just bloop. <laughs> drip, drip, drip. <laughs> what, what do you think so far? Out of, being two out of 75, which I believe is 42% of the way through the run. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, right now, again, I'm going to fall back on my theme for the episode. I get a very early issues of G.I. Joe vibe. Good. Good enough to keep me around, but I'm just betting that there's longer, deeper, more meaningful story arcs to come that are really going to expand this whole thing. I just, okay. I mean, you don't go 75 issues without doing that. And we read that Crusade issue, which had like two or three storylines colliding like this. Yeah. Like, like, I, I mean, yeah. I, I threw y'all in a blender on that yeah. one. I really did in hindsight. But um, so I know there's more to come, but yeah, this is to me, it's early GI Joe, which is a compliment because I love GI Joe. Yep. Yep, I know you do. I know you love G.I. Joe. And, of course, you know, you might not come to love New Warriors as much, but hopefully you have uh, some love uh, for it coming. I'm telling you, a lot of, when you look back, a lot of interesting things happen in this book. And it's funny, we talked about it for almost an hour, and then I had to look back and bring up Scott's very, very good point about Ty making that just crazy leap. Where Yeah, yeah I, that stood out to me, too. I can't believe we forgot to discuss that. Yeah, apparently that old bird is more than she seems, right? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, we got that's, that's some, that's some other stuff to talk about in, in future issues. But for now, for now, that is the show. Mm. So please come back and join us next month. For the next episode, where we discuss New Warriors 3, and we see just who Gene Tech enlists to find out more information about the New Warriors. Hmm. 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 If you like to hear more from us, the Longbox Crusade is in a lot of places. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and most podcasters to include Spotify and Anchor at www.longboxcrusade.com. Twitter, we're at Longbox Crusade, Facebook, Longbox Crusade, Instagram, Longbox Crusade, and Patreon at Longbox Crusade as well. And as you are probably viewing us on YouTube, uh, we have a do a live stream once a month, but we're trying to add additional content like this, which is why we're doing it here. We just want to add a few more things for Longbox Crusade because we want some more subscribers. So please come join us. The do a live stream is every second Sunday of the month. We just had one. It was really good where we just mm-hmm. had a conversation where Pat was talking to us uh, in the traditional Marvel format of ask us anything. He got that idea from Chris Sheehan uh, who came along board with us. And we really appreciate Chris doing that too. So a lot of good stuff. And, and ultimately it's just hanging out with our buddies and our friends and our family and, and having a good time. So we would love for you to join us. That includes uh, the people in the chat. So please, please, we love please absolutely come join us. Uh, you can email us as well, a little old school, at contact at longboxcrusade.com. i like to give a special shout out to our Crusaders Club members. Uh, we appreciate your love and support. And if you like to join Crusaders Club, I already know that Jared's flashing that banner across the screen. I was on look. top of things. Bro, I know. I know, man. Yeah, like membership starts at only $1 a month, and we work hard to earn your buck. 
You know what? Before, well, Jared, tell us a little bit of something about like some of the things that you can find at Crusaders Club and then smoothly segue into telling us where you can be found on social media. Got it. So on Crusaders Club, you can find behind the scenes content, which mostly includes the ability to vote on uh, topics we cover on our podcast. So if you're one of our podcast listeners, which I hope you are, um, you can vote. Uh, right there and determine a lot of times it's the second episode we cover in Chronicles and Crusader Chronicles. We do the issues that you guys choose. Sometimes we do on action film face off. Sometimes we do the movie you guys choose. So you get sort of power behind the scenes, uh, picking some of our content. And one of the more fun things that we do is we have a whole series of videos called I finished it. And as Crusaders, uh, Delvin, Jason, and I uh, go through stuff and we finish things, books, comics, CDs, anything. Uh, we do a short little three or four minute review of it for you. And those are um, Patreon exclusives and those pop up pretty regularly. We do one every, every week or two or three, um, I think three weeks as long as we've ever gone without doing one. So extra content and voting on show content is mainly what waits you there, but you also get entered to win like free raffle stuff. And it's a good deal for a buck a month, man. You can't go, can't get any better than that. I will now smoothly transition into where people can find me on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> You would get so flunked on that nonsense. <laughs> Let's see. It's pretty easy. It's right there. I am at Yard Sale Artist Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Come give me a follow. Let's chat. Let's make jokes and discuss. I talk about movies a lot. I post a lot of my art and I and I talk a lot about movies. That's mainly what I do. Delvin? And I'm on Twitter as well uh, at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y-1977. Uh, find me on Instagram if you want to at uh, Delvin Ray, D-E-L-V-I-N-R-A-Y, if you like. Um, and that's where I can be found. And, dude, I think that is it, Jared, unless you have something uh, that you want to enlighten us with before we go. No, I think we're good. Just to uh, remind everybody, if you wouldn't mind giving a like to the video, uh, subscribe if you haven't already. I suspect most of the interacting people here have already subscribed. And one of the biggest things you can do for us Tell a friend. If you know somebody who loves New Warriors, get it. You you see we interact with people in the chat. We, you guys drive half the show. So we we love each and every one of you. Thanks for being here. And, you know, if you know someone who loves New Warriors, put them on to the show. We'd love to talk with them, too. Until we get to the point where we have, like, 400 people in the chat, we can't keep up with all of them. But, hey, uh, that would be fun either way. So. Man, if we got 400 people in the chat one time, like, oh, my head would explode. Like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? That'd be awesome. That really would be. I mean, just, you know, a lot of people that came out to play. But let's wrap it up. You know, see you all next time. And remember, be a hero to someone, even if it's just to yourself. Till next time, new warriors come out to play. I'm Mac Frozen. New warriors come out to play.